when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Monday, October 16th, 2017. I almost said 2016. And you are listening to Waypoint Radio, uh, episode 105, I want to say? Yes. I think it's 105. Uh, also, 2016, like, in, in, usually yeah. when that mistake will oh. be like, yeah, that was a better year. No, it wasn't. Well, 2016 sucked too. It sucked too. The future hadn't happened yet. But the few, <laughs> right. But we all thought the turn, okay, it's, it's just going to be this. It's uh-huh. just going to be this going forward. We'll be fine. It has, in fact, been 2017 instead, which is the <laughs> less like less less celebrities I love dying, more uh, uh, affronts on, on personal liberty and, and civil liberty, more affronts on uh, health care programs and, and safety nets to prevent the those of us at the, the lowest of the hierarchy from being stomped on uh but you know david bowie didn't die again this year so there's that great 2017 <laughs> true. david bowie didn't die again <laughs> you know May imagine imagine what acquaintance <laughs> be but imagine if like in january it would have been like donald trump inauguration and then like seconds later david bowie appeared and we're like yo yo ziggy stardust you're back and then like six weeks later he died again that would have sucked that would have been like everything we know is thrown into question he wouldn't he wouldn't have died again he would have just formally left he right would have, he would have floated right. and he said he was like like in watchman like dr manhattan he's just like i'm done like i'm just i'm <laughs> deal with this shit on your own like uh. Those are the voices of, of course, Patrick Klepik, Rob Zachney, and Danica Harrod. Thank you for joining me today for Waypoint Radio. Uh, Danielle is out in, in Florida or in Massachusetts with her family. I don't know where they're at at this point on, on Monday, uh, but but that is, is where she is. I uh, hope everything's going well with you, Danielle, if you're listening. Uh, how's everybody doing? How was the weekend? Fine. Sorry. <laughs> Fine. I, I it just, was a weekend. I just switched a, a, a signal on my TV, and it's doing the wildest thing I've ever seen anything do. <laughs> it's flashing. Put the put the PS4 into rest mode over and over again. And I'd been watching um, Unprofessional Fridays from our friends over at Giant Bomb, and that's in the background, but in blood red. Uh, and it's wow. this is terrifying. This is a nightmare. I'm gonna hit. And the really weird thing is the PS4 is actually disconnected. It's it, it should be in rest <laughs> mode by now. I'm gonna just turn this TV off and pretend. That everything is okay. I want to put myself uh, into rest mode. I was just trying to bring up another monitor, basically, but now it's doing this. Uh, <laughs> how? What, what did everybody do this weekend? Everybody have like a decent, a decent enough time? Size Wells. Uh, I cursed myself. Uh, should I say fuck the Cubs instead of fuck the Dodgers? Because that didn't work out. Mm. In my favor. The Cubs did not do. The cub- your Cubbies well. didn't do well. No. The, the walk off Homer last night oh, is just, where I started to feel like this is truly twenty seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, buddy. Um, well, the good news is that you've been doing a thing. The good news for you is you didn't get really mad at the internet like me this weekend. Um, and like I, our industry. I ignored the internet. I got out yeah, of there. That's I've a good doing, I've been doing this lately. I just don't look at the internet. Ugh. I figure the New York Times and Washington Post push notifications and my friends who uh, react to politics, they'll inform me when I need to chime in. Otherwise, I've just taken the stance that... Not that there aren't big things that happen on the weekend, sure. but I just... But I've, I've taken the stance that I don't need to engage with it seven days a week. And right. I just use Saturday and Sunday as like, I'm going to be with my family, I'm going right. to play games, I'm going to watch movies, and I'm just... Like, if I need to, br- if I need to be brought in... Like I, I will muster it, but sometimes there are skirmishes the that happen. Well, I'm saying like sometimes there are skirmishes that happen because people have more time. Not that those skirmishes aren't worth engaging with, but the virtue of like it's the weekend, time everyone's staring in. at Twitter. Time right. to go in. Right. I'm not uh, saying this is that. I'm just I'm this. Just I don't think is that. Is I think this is the other thing. Right. Which is the oh, well, first of all, the fact that this came out on the weekend at all is maybe part Revealing. of. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to set up what we're what we're talking about? Oh, is this the Naughty Dog thing? Yeah, it's the Naughty Dog thing. Unless you had a no. different thing. No, no. There's yeah, well, there's always a, a thing. There's uh, always a thing. But uh, so, this, yeah. the, one that, the one that made me mad on the internet is was Naughty Dog. Um, so on Friday night, uh, a former environmental artist uh, at Naughty Dog, uh, David Ballard, uh, Ballard, Ballard, Ballard. Mm. Uh, apologies for for not knowing your pronunciation. Uh, went on Twitter uh, and uh, in a series uh, of tweets. Uh, alleged that he was uh, sexually harassed at Nardog by a lead uh, developer and did not name the developer or give a whole lot of context on, on what happened. But um, Can we it, give some context on what lead means? Because I think that's one of those one of those. Yeah, that means like senior. That, that means like someone that is, you know, this isn't uh, uh, someone down in, in, in the... Uh, in like know, the QA. Level. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this, mm-hmm. is, this is someone that would, you know, by naming a lead, they're saying it's someone that is in a position of power um, at the studio. Um uh, which, you know, as we, you know, have seen with Harvey Weinstein and lots of other instances of talking about sexual harassment, um, power dynamics are usually very much at play um, when these things happen. Um, and so uh, David uh, alleged that uh, this occurred in late 2015 um, and said that uh, following that, his, his job, his work environment became, in his uh, words, uh, extremely toxic. Um, not too long after, um, he mentioned that he had a, a mental breakdown, uh, which is at that point he sort of, uh, corporate kind of became involved uh, to try and, I guess, help him out, or there was, you know, some, some sort of intervention um, with him, whether he reached out or whether the his parent company, um, Sony, who owns Naughty Dog, um, and he, in the working through um, uh, his psychological issues, uh, he revealed that uh, the sexual harassment uh, had occurred. Um, he claims that he was uh, quickly fired uh, within a day uh, or so and offered uh, roughly $20,000 to keep silent about uh, what had happened. Um, uh, he chose to come forward uh, because of the Harvey uh, Weinstein um, uh, reports uh, in which if somehow you have not noticed that he in the New York Times and New Yorker, he was exposed as a serial uh, harasser, abuser, right. and uh, assaulter. Um in a number of publications, Rob, you uh, had something you wanted to mention. Yeah, just what day? What day of the week is Ballard posting this on Twitter? Friday night. That's his Friday night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So this, this no, happens, I thought, I thought, I thought it, was, it came out earlier. It was. I thought it was Saturday. Uh, he was tweeting like Saturday at noon, or maybe no, it was no, Friday night. No, he no, posted so, during the week. Okay. Oh wait. Hmm. Now I am actually. I thought it was like Thursday night. 
No, because this is actually no. October 14th is when these tweets went out. Yeah, it was Saturday at Saturday noon. Saturday afternoon. You're right. Saturday, Danica's totally right. Saturday at like Because Naughty Dog's statement, Naughty Dog statement came out Sunday at 8 a.m. Right. Uh, so uh, so these, these statements, uh, his tweets go out. They get retweeted, uh, you know, uh, thousands of times. People are especially... Um, you know, sensitive to a lot of these stories because there's been, you know, sort of the uh, uh, aftermath of Harvey Weinstein. Or actually, we're still kind of in Harvey Weinstein. We sure are. Um, also, but, for but, people know, who don't know, Harvey Weinstein is a is a film producer, studio executive, like, was a big deal at uh, uh, Weinstein Company, Miramax, has been, like, part of a lot of major, like, prestige Small films, films, you know, the kind of movies Um, that like, oh, I'm going to go be in a blockbuster and then I'm going to go be in an art film so I can be a serious actor, actress um, and was very powerful, especially in the 90s, responsible for like bringing like Quentin Tarantino to the mainstream with movies like Pulp Fiction and stuff like that. And uh, uh, what Shakespeare in Love, I think was one of the big ones. Totally. Uh, And so, yeah, so then Naughty Dog put out uh, a statement, um, which I'll just go ahead and read in full um, just to give it uh, proper context. Um, We've recently read on social media that an ex-employee of Naughty Dog, Dave Ballard, uh, claims he was sexually harassed uh, when he worked at Naughty Dog. We've not found any evidence of having received allegations from Mr. Ballard that he was harassed in any way at Naughty Dog or Sony Interactive Entertainment. Harassment and inappropriate conduct have no place at Naughty Dog and Sony Interactive Entertainment. We have taken and always will take reports of sexual harassment and other workplace grievances very seriously. We value every single person who works at Naughty Dog and Sony Interactive Entertainment. It is of utmost importance to us that we maintain a safe, productive workplace environment that allows us to channel uh, our shared passion for making games. I believe Sony themselves did put out a statement to some outlets that was essentially restating um, what Naughty Dog said, um, and then Neil Druckmann, who is sort of like the the face of Naughty Dog uh, at this point, he was the writer director of her, uh, co-director of Uncharted Four, and is uh, directing the upcoming Last of Us Two. Um, linked to that on his Twitter and called it a quote uh, important statement, uh, but didn't make any other public comments uh, about it. Um, and then the, I that I am caught up on all this on uh, Monday morning, uh, uh-huh. but it sounds like. Uh, uh, some shit went down. Uh, Danica, I know that uh, you uh, weighed in pretty pretty early on this. Yeah. Um, well, we were sharing, like Austin, um, Austin and I were talking about this in our Discord, like the moment that it was happening, um, because I think Naughty Dog's statement, at least from my perspective and many other perspectives, is borderline just completely dismissing these claims like they're saying uh that they found no evidence but they're not saying anything about looking into it further right um i compare this a little bit to like the what happened with nick robinson and polygon statement originally which right away they basically said that they were going to be you know doing a thorough investigation um and that's really all naughty dog needed to do at at this point in time right they should have like these things to do a thorough investigation takes more than a 24-hour period or less than a 24-hour period, right? Because especially on the weekend. Especially on right. the weekend because you need to talk to people. You can't just look at records um, because most mm-hmm. harassment uh, of this behavior, and Danica, you pointed this out on Twitter, right? Like, this isn't, it doesn't have a paper trail. You said, like, harassment rarely mm-hmm. has a paper trail. Like, that's well, totally true. <laughs> yeah, and even in Dave's tweets, he said that this stuff happened over the phone. Right. So, of course, they didn't find evidence in... 20 hours, you know, overnight on a Saturday because his tweets straight up said that this discussion happened over the phone. Um, I don't know like what the quid pro quo stuff entailed. And if that was like him handed 
a contract or something like that to sign. Right, right. But either way, if he didn't sign it, that is shredded and gone. Right. There's not like a, there's not going to be some file on a computer somewhere that says, okay, and of course he was, he was harassed and therefore, mm-hmm. and we are going to tell him, we are going to pay him to be quiet and blah, blah, blah. Like that's not how this stuff plays out. Um, and again, like the, the, for me, the most important thing is that the way that you do a thorough investigation or something like this is through interviewing the people in the workplace. It's through having an ongoing, you know, a, a deeper, uh, you know, uh, investigation of how something like that could happen in general. You end up investigating not only did this thing happen, you say like, we're going to reevaluate all of the procedures that we have to make sure that like the a situation that could lead for this lead to this uh, to happen uh, is yeah. in place that to make sure that that stuff can't you know, happen uh, or, or maybe not can't, but that there are protections in place to prevent it as, as well as we can or as best as we can. Um, and it's just like the, the quick turnaround time on it, uh, especially on the weekend where it will get buried um, feels, it feels, and I'm not, this isn't a, this is an allegedly, right? This is not me saying this is what's happening, but it feels, it gives the impression that this is protecting your, your, your ass. It's covering your ass. It's not mm-hmm. uh, actually taking the steps needed to protect uh, or to, to protect your workers, right. to protect the people who are at risk of harassment. Um, and, Quite and the contrary, the quite the contrary there. I mean, they're naming him in this statement going out to their like 1.9 million Twitter followers or or whatever, you know, right. right. The, I don't think that's protecting well, anybody at all. The thing that um, I found really distressing here, because uh, I've, you know, I actually have been through a mill uh, like this not too long ago uh, in, in, some, in an unrelated job, uh, but when you end up with HR because something untoward is going down at work, there's always this part of you that's worried, like, who's HR really representing? Right. Who right. are they advocating for? They're, and it's, and that, is a, that depends a lot on the HR department and in a lot of cases, totally. who is the HR manager? But is HR there just to tamp things down and make sure the ship keeps sailing smoothly and nothing gets out that will like reflect badly on the management or the company? Is that their role? Or is their role as sort of internal ombudsman and right. protector of employee interests? Both things are possible in an organization, totally. sometimes even within the same HR department. But <laughs> when you find yourself needing to call on that, there's always this part of you that's like, am I about to get hung out to dry here? Right. right. Are they basically an extension of PR or are they worker representation? And you can have both. Um, I've definitely worked with HR people. I have a good friend who's in HR who I used to actually work with uh, like a decade ago at a completely or a job completely out of the industry, um, but who I know from experience and from talking to him in terms of what his projects are currently, it's almost always about like trying to get employees better benefit packages and trying to make sure that, you know, uh, things like the, you know, when, when I first started there as one of those situations where it was like, oh, you worked in a kind of um, a, a menial job in the, in the company company hierarchy you were probably an immigrant and you probably worked on a different floor than everybody else and like he's tried to address that so that there's actually better integration through the company and blah blah like hr can do those things i've also worked for hr for companies where hr is is like damage control is like when things go wrong how do we make sure that upper management is protected and, and the a ip big part is of that damage control and a big part of that damage control is exactly what kind of this report seems to be treading on, which is what gets recorded and what doesn't. Right. Like, a lot of things that happen, HR will sometimes like use the phrase, like it doesn't rise to the level of an incident or something like that, <laughs> which means that they'll hear you out. You'll sit in their office and you'll say exactly what went down. 
And it's possible you can get a sympathetic response, like, yeah, that is pretty fucking bad. That's that's completely unacceptable. We'll have a word. But it doesn't it doesn't rise to the level of being an incident that we're going to record. Mm-hmm. What that means is that you can have a lot of things happen within a company that, in terms of paper trail, right. uh, there is nothing on file that says, uh, you know, so-and-so made an allegation or so-and-so made complaints. Uh, and so it's easy to make a statement like this because what HR decided to like write down, what what did, what the comp from the company perspective was recorded history as something that happened uh, is very fungible. And so when I see a statement like this, we have not found any evidence of having received allegations. Uh, that is weasel wording that mm-hmm. had like, again, like from personal experience, I know there's a lot of things that. Uh, not having received allegations can cover that absolutely happened. And the only way you're really going to get to the bottom of it is by exactly what you're saying, talking to people, talking to coworkers, talking to supervisors, uh, talking to people who are friends of the involved parties mm-hmm. uh, within the company. And you're not going to do that on the weekend. And you certainly aren't going to like convince me you're doing this in good faith when your immediate response is a denial that sort of reflexively relies on internal paperwork. Right. And that was already really frustrating for me as like a person in this community who wants, who has seen again and again, uh, people's, uh, you know, allegations of being sexually harassed or assaulted be dismissed or be thrown into the court of public opinion with shade. And, and like there has been a bad history of that inside of gaming. But then I like did the real the second mistake, and I want to be clear: the biggest problem with all of this oh, no. is that someone may have may have been sexually uh, harassed. Like that is obviously bigger than the thing I'm about to say uh, in terms of actual wound. But the thing that followed was the thing that made me mad about the culture of gaming and like the industry and our, the state of, of the culture that we've built to to promote a certain sort of viewpoint, which is like I rolled down into the old the old comments and the old tweets, and it's like. At least it wasn't we canned uh, The Last of Us 2. I'd be more upset by that than harassment, to be honest. And, yeah. And, like, I, that I, response shows up again and again on Twitter, mm, in, on NeoGAF, on forums, otherwhere, uh, other places. And it's just, like, so frustrating that we have built a culture that so firmly has built a notion of brand loyalty and like product fascination and obsession over like the cost of of living over like a person's actual experience and like it fucking sucks it just it's just so demoralizing and i know that it's not a thing that's only unique to to gaming like i know that if a marvel if this happened on the set of a marvel movie we would have people saying okay but the next avengers isn't delayed right like i know that would happen but like this is the industry i'm in and so it just fucking sucks man Ugh. Um, and I don't know it what also, it comes from. It also from. doesn't help that when uh, the way Twitter works is that, so when, I'm not saying there aren't plenty of people that like hold that viewpoint legitimately totally. and are totally. awful and toxic and gross, but like also the way like Twitter works is like, so I, was, I saw some of like you folks and other people mentioning that and it's like, all right, yeah. well, I'll quick over on, you know, the, the, the naughty dog uh, tweet. And so when you click that, yep. you know, the first tweet underneath it is that tweet that, it wasn't the only one, but there's, like, one in particular that got people yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. rolling. Um, and because that's the one that got responded to, because the engagement, because mm-hmm. the algorithm, um, that's the one that got, like, the hugest response because it was so aggressively ugly and disgusting. Uh, it ends up, like, ext- like 
blowing it up in a way that uh, probably wasn't necessary if like the algorithm like if you know if the if the system was working as intended where it's like that's not the one that has to be surfaced like right away right because like by its its sheer existence right below the fold ensures that it's going to create like an even larger reaction uh-huh. when that's not necessarily like the comment that needs to be sticky to the fucking top <laughs> yeah well and the other thing there to be clear like that at that was very soon after also so it was one of the first statements which yes, is there's that from too, yeah. a fan um and it's not the only one like like there was the the neil Druckmann one uh the wildest thing about that was like one of the top tweets to that in response was just like, "Look at all my look at all my Last of Us stuff. I have the guitar. Check out all the, the merch I have. Yeah. Like validation, validation. And I, it, if it's a if it's a percent of a percent, it's still too much. Like we totally. still fucked up. Like I don't know how to make this industry develop empathy with." you know in the fan bases i don't know how how yet to i mean outside of coverage and covering it the way that that we try to cover everything you know and try to bring a degree of of i bring a spotlight to events like this when when you know things like this happen and and in general try to build a a notion that this is a an industry where people live and where people work and not just uh, like a product factory it's not just a a uh an uh a belt that slowly rolls out one new Last of Us game every three years, you know, that's being made by machines. Like, it's being made by people. And when you see something like this potentially happen, like, even potentially, and your your first response should be like, oh, man, fuck. I hope that didn't happen. I hope that this person is okay. And if it did happen, I believe that this allegation is, you know, I, I'm going to trust the person who was saying this until, until investigations really do say otherwise. Um, and... I hope it's not happening to other people. Like I hope people are okay. Like my the the terrible thought is like this doesn't only happen to this person. This is ongoing. There are other people who are scared to lose their jobs, and like that's what's scary. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it requires folks like right. So part of the reason this is allowed to persist is because there's the theory that well, Neil Druckmann isn't saying it, so I'm allowed to persist in this. Like if if Neil Druckmann right. was to to. It requires people in positions of power to say, like, to vocalize what we're saying, right? Like, it's one thing right. for, like, Waypoint to do it, but it's, like, for a lot of people, well, of course Waypoint's going to say that. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't say that, that we right, shouldn't right, continue right. to say that, but it requires people in positions of power who, like, it means a lot more if Neil Druckmann was to say that directly to his fans than it does for us to articulate that. You know what I mean? Like, it, right. it requires someone like that saying, like, we think that even if he thinks it didn't happen here, he's like, but we need to take this seriously. We need to investigate it. You need to deta- like you, you need to detach the product from uh, like that. Like if Neil said that, he'd piss off a lot. I mean, as he has in the past when he's brought in like Anita Sarkeesian to consult right, right. on Naughty Dog games. Like there are moments where folks like Neil Druckmann um, and Naughty Dog as a studio have you know been public and like pushed back on their audience in a way that have pissed off a lot of those same people. Like, my, would, I would not be shocked if a lot of the same people who are upset about, like, Anita Sarkeesian consulting on Naughty Dog games, like, are the same people that right. have the, the kind of response that we're talking about here. And it requires uh, folks like Neil to, to step up and, like, to take, you know, whatever the flack they're going to get from their audience. Right. To say to more than... Because they need to say it. Like, they, yeah. it can't just be, well, because I... 
you know, partner with folks like Anita because, like, I make some, I do a hashtag on something unrelated. Like, the thing, like, when it's, when it really matters is, like, when it's in your own home. Yeah. And, like, that's when you vocalizing it means the most. And when, by, by not vocalizing it, says the most. Uh, he just linked easier, out to this lot, thing, yeah, right? It's, it's he just easier said, to talk about other people's shit than it is to talk about your own. Well, and in this case, all he did was link out to the statement. Like, he didn't, right. there was no, there was no personal commentary. He basically said, take a look, y'all, and, like, linked out to this statement that was already not great. This is an important statement, is what he said. And, like... No, the important statement would have been from him saying, I am committed to blah, blah, blah. Like, that would have been the, the place where he could have said what his own personal investment was. I don't know. Danica, what would have, a, what, for you, what would have been, a, a, like, a, a proper response? Like, what would, have, what would have it looked like if this had happened? If you were at Naughty Dog? Because that's the other thing. Is like, I think about the other people at Naughty Dog and wonder what their minds are going. Mm, I mean, I would, I would absolutely be very disappointed if I worked there. And I, like, A, I think that... Um, historically you see more cases of women dealing with things like sexual harassment and assault. Um, and I think men are often raised to like keep this stuff inside and not talk about it and have pride and just shut up. Um, and, and so being a man who works in games, who, you know, is a public person on Twitter and, a lot of people know who he is to be that person and to come forward and to uh, be called a liar by, you know, 50 plus percent of the people responding to this statement is scary. And it scares me like as a woman in games um, and as someone who has like been a victim of sexual harassment and assault to just see the way that people are reacting. Like, I think that it's terrifying seeing like, triple a game dev and publisher fans reacting the way that they're reacting. Like I'm not super surprised, Mm -hmm. but also it's, it's terrifying, you know, being someone in games responding to this thing that's going on in games and having like my mentions be filled with people uh, right. saying saying shit like oh you're gonna suck Sony's dick for a Last of Us code or <laughs> even 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 one person was just like suit yourself if you want to miss out on a great game <laughs> like, what the fuck, fuck. what is it what does a corporate dick look like um just a PlayStation like it's just a oh, PlayStation <laughs> okay just like a regular old school like it's PlayStation a, though yeah, Not, yeah yeah like it's right. just a yeah it's just it's like the, a PlayStation one right like it's the, the first box. console you launch it's the whatever your first console is that's your dick yes. that's your corporate dick and and the balls are the balls are the con- two controllers gotcha gotcha so. not DualShock though it's pre DualShock just Mm-mm. regular yeah. no analog mm-hmm. sticks on mm-hmm. there just buttons mm-hmm. just buttons that's old all school. you need old school buttons that's right but it's it's terrifying and like I hope that. I really hope Naughty Dog comes out and says something else and makes not only uh, their fans and people in the games community uh, who are reading this stuff feel safe, but their employees. Because I know that if I was working at Naughty Dog um, and I was a victim of harassment in the past and I saw something like this, I would not feel very safe in my right. workspace. Right. Because that is, again, like the, the thing that, that I think we often do in cases like this is we go, like, okay, what would... What would happen, like, sorry, I just did it again, right? Which is like, we, by we, I mean dudes. When dude, a thing that, like, I do as a dude, speaking for myself, is like, like, ugh, if I was there, I would feel shitty. Um, 
and like, oh wait, no, I could also be a woman who had who had been sexually harassed before, and I would do more than feel shitty. I would feel unsafe, and like it is mm-hmm. super important to expand what an individual's like perspective is on a situation like this and think about like different positions that you could be in um in in that relation including like what do you do when you're the person in management and you see this happening how do you respond um you know who do you get in touch with what do you do if you're at a place and you feel like hr is not taking your concerns seriously um one is put them in writing as soon as possible right like email HR with the allegations. If you feel like they are not writing down those allegations after that meeting, put them in writing, BCC yourself on a different address, like get it fucking, like do your best to get some official thing written, ideally with with like uh, a response from them saying that they've received it, um, like as soon as possible. Like start, it sucks, but like part of working in a, in a system like this is thinking about how you can keep yourself safe just in case something terrible happens you know well also and because so many of these so many of these things go um you know without a paper trail it's the anxiety of feeling like you have to record every conversation that you're having is really scary and this is unrelated to like work or uh any like harassment allegations but at my previous apartment, like my building management was doing this to me where there were a million, a million things going wrong and I would reach out to them and they would ignore me and, uh, make up a bunch of lies and all of this stuff. And it was super helpful when I ended up getting a lawyer to help me out that I had like all of these emails that I had sent them with no response. Right. Totally. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So, I'm going to put you in my, my shoes for a second. There I was, opening Discord. I'm in a, I'm in a Discord with a number of other uh, friends and, and people, and I got a message. We, saw, we all saw a message, I think, from one Casey Malone. Are we familiar? Is everyone on this call familiar with Casey? I am, unfortunately. Rob, I do you? I don't think I am. You should follow Casey on, on Twitter. Casey's good. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Oh. Dragged. Honestly, unfollow Patrick to follow Casey Malone. Wow. <laughs> Patrick's fine with that too. I don't uh, check my tweets on the weekends. Do what you want. Casey is a Casey's a comedian in Boston, um, friend of ours, uh, friend of of uh, the Giant Bomb people. Like you know, in, in the extended family of of this of the internet, funny funny Twitter person. Um, and he messages and he says, "I'm playing this app HQ, which is like a live game show you play on your phone, and it's the most Black Mirror shit imaginable." And I like didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. And what I realized is, like, it is, a, it is a game show that you play at certain times. I think the next, the next game is 3 p.m. Danica, is mm-hmm. that right? Have you checked today? Uh, I haven't checked today, but I'm sure it is. Okay. 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. Uh, it is a trivia game uh, in which you answer trivia and can win real money. Um, real money. Like, there's no, I'm not buying in, right? There's no, like, oh, I'm going to put in money to the pot and then 
you just you win a trivia game against other re- like thousands of other real players, mm-hmm. and if you win, you you win money. And like that by itself is maybe not that big of a deal. But there's right. a live host who's reading chat and who is shot in like ultra HD and is wearing suits and has a he just has a look. I don't. He's how very you excited. Um, Scott, he, our friend Scott. He, he looks like um, he looks like a Brooklyn um, like a Brooklyn real estate guy who is. Uh, gonna ask you out potentially uh, <laughs> like after showing you an apartment i'm gonna link i'm gonna link the rest of the, the the show here to an image of our friend scott and to hq in general it's the weirdest thing i guess the closest comparison is like one versus 100 from the xbox live days um and it's just i i thought i was gonna i thought i was going to hate this from the bottom of my heart because mm-hmm. It's a live video host asking me what the most downloaded iPhone app of 2016 was. Um, but there is something really weird about being in like a 2,000 person chat and looking at like a very crisp, very detailed. I think the Black Mirror comparison is also just like in terms of production value, it's like very bubbly and very like right. pristine. Um, um, I but- also think we should we should explain just like. It's an app that you that you open up, yes. um, and you get a notification whenever they're going to go live with a with a game show. I think most of them are like twelve questions. There is a chat, like a Periscope style chat, at the yes. bottom of the screen that is just like an endless flow of um, people calling Scott hot uh, or giving <laughs> giving away answers and getting banned. Um, oh, I didn't but, know you could get banned. Yeah, you get banned. Um, but also, I have a screenshot, Austin, of you in the chat when we were in there at the same time. What? I have I a screenshot of you saying, "I hate 2017." <laughs> <laughs> What's the screenshot of you say? Uh, the screenshot says, "Hello, I'm Danica. Like, I'm Gamer Girl because I got Gamer Girl as a username." Oh my god, that's. But anyway, so you answer. Everybody goes on. Um, it pops up a question. You have like five seconds to answer. Uh, it's really not enough time to Google things. Um, you, you answer the question. If you get it right, you move on. If you get it wrong, you're eliminated, but you can still see the game and interact with the chat. Um, and then the, the people who end up at the end, if there's one or more people, they split whatever the amount of money is that they're giving away. Uh, okay. I haven't gotten that far yet. Whoa. Yeah. This uh, second picture of Scott is a little troubling. <laughs> Why is that? It's is it like, because it looks like he's been like made from parts? Uh, it's a little bit of that, but, but more it's... Um, have you ever seen the movie They Shoot Horses, Don't They? N- no. Uh, no. Which is about the... Uh, what? <laughs> it's about it's about uh, depression era dance marathons. Okay, wait, um, slow down. Well, hold, we gotta back up. <laughs> Whew. Rob, Rob, you're bringing a lot of fire right now. Can you set up this show a little more? Okay, well, it's a uh, it's it's a movie with Jane Fonda. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's called They Shoot Horses, Don't They? And in the depression, a craze uh, that formed was uh, dance marathons, where people like did like ballroom dancing. Uh, for like days on end, and it's this really dark, bleak drama uh, around a particularly sadistic uh, dance marathon where people are like literally dropping dead of exhaustion uh, on the dance floor. <laughs> and by the end of the movie, 
everybody has gone from looking like composed and gorgeous and in their best like formal wear to looking like Scott in the second picture. Uh, <laughs> oh a bit, no! A little bit uh, washed out, a little bit disheveled. He seems and, uh, <laughs> no real light left in those eyes. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> he's also he's also like a comedian, like a New York LA comedian. Comedian. Well, and his whole thing is like he has this whole like vibe of disinterest. He's almost like a Jackbox like uh, host. Okay. Um, where like he wants to be doing this because presumably someone is paying him, but like he can't he can't be bothered to care about the fact that eleven hundred people just lost the possibility that they were going to win five hundred dollars tonight. He, you know, <laughs> like. Oh, 1,100 oh. 1, people got knocked out on that last one. Must have been tough. He also, and, like, like moves on. He has, all these, he has all these bits, too, like, every show. And I wonder if if they're script, if any of them are scripted at all. Like, I think Casey brought up he did, like, a 45-second, like, Borat, like, my wife um, Oh, good. Impression. 2017. Uh-huh. Right. One of those again. And my then last, last night he spent about 15 seconds using the word lit in different ways, which oh ended up God. on it we're getting litty. Uh Man, I'm uh, downloading this uh-huh. app. You should you sold me on this. This other yeah. group chat I'm in just every time it's ready to be HQ time, the whole chat blows up with it's HQ and <laughs> I'm not happy yeah. about it at all. I wasn't But you're I was, fascinated. <laughs> I'm so fascinated. I'm never gonna put this phone down. Like I'm was, gonna try to play every time now. I was pretty upset last night because it was like the $500 game. And I think Jeff, myself, you, Casey, or no, you, you missed it. I got knocked out. Casey, um, Matt Pasquale, we were all in it. We were like all trying to win that 500 bucks. Um, And the last question that they asked, we were all already out of the game. The last question was, what was the first video game to feature real life uh, baseball players? And the answer of the question. Does anybody know the answer to that on the call? Let yeah, does think. anybody know? Well, it's multiple choice, right? It's multiple choice. But uh, the, the right answer wasn't on the multiple choice answers. That is oh. the problem. Wait, what? Yes. Uh-huh. So, the, so the answer that was the right answer was RBI. That was um, going to be my guess. Yeah. Which came out in 1988. Jeff brought up that the actual first uh, video game to feature real-life baseball players was Micro League Baseball, which came out in 1984. Right, it's oh. a eight, it's a four year difference. That's a meaningful yeah. difference. That's a that's a big difference. I tweeted at them. I tweeted at HQ Trivia, and I said, "This was wrong, and we've been robbed." And <laughs> they faved. You said <laughs> all caps. You said all caps. The first baseball game to feature real players was Micro League Baseball, not RBI. And then five exclamation points. And then all lowercase. We've been robbed. And the only fave on that entire tweet is from HQ Trivia. They know. They know what they did. They know. HQ Trivia. They know. Give us that money. Split up that $500 between all of us. <laughs> um, this is the first app that I have allowed to send me push notifications <laughs> in years. But, like, they, this is the thing that, like, I don't know that they have, like, a, like, they're not working from a clear trivia source. The other day there was a question that was like, what's the first cooking oil? <laughs> like, what's the first time anyone cooked anything in oil? And the, res- the right answer was uh, sesame seed oil, apparently. And Scott was like, that's the first one our researchers found anyway. And like, what? <laughs> You're not inspiring a lot of confidence, Scott. You went on Wikipedia? Is that what you mean? You went on Wikipedia and you're like, what is the first yes. oil? Ask this guy on Reddit. <laughs> Exactly. 
Oh, no. Oh, fuck. no. Man. This reminds me of, uh, I was listening to uh, uh, the latest Idle Thumbs podcast this morning, and they uh, mentioned an intriguing video game that has been on Steam since late August. I don't know how I haven't heard no. of it. It's called, it's called Comedy Night? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'll just read the description. It's on Steam. Do you have the talent to face off against other comedians in a live comedy show contest? See how your material holds up to the face of brutal audience members mm-hmm. who vote you off or the relentless smack talk from other performers. Now, according to Idle Thumbs, this is just like, who can be more racist? Yes. Which is like, yes. not shocking that that's immediately where this is go. But I am, it's $5. I have, to know, I have to know more about you have to this go. game. I'll I tell you, about- if you, if you want to know more, there is a donkey video on this game. <sighs> this is where I heard about this video, or about a this comedy game. comedy night, yeah. About comedy night, and uh, it was not a good video. Installing. Uh, I almost, like assigned this to you when it first came out patrick <laughs> like seriously i was almost like i should send, i should send patrick in i should put patrick but it was in the middle of doing like a big reported story that was really dark and heavy and it felt like it would just be cruel of me <laughs> too much too, over the edge <laughs> right exactly but you know what right now you don't have that much on your plate right you should go no, in comedy night and see how that feels you should go in get, your, get your best material together um Wait, I have to perform. You, you. Could. I'll download some jokes. I'll download some jokes. I'll, I'll I will, I will outsource. I will find some jokes. Okay, go to Google jokes. Search. Google, Google I, jokes. Funny joke, jokes. Oh, oh, got it. Uh huh. Funny jokes. Thousands of our All right, I've best clean p- jokes from Reader's Digest. There I we go. Like some. You need clean uh, jokes. Dad jokes. Clicking. There you Clean go. Clean jokes, Dan Nainan. Uh, uh, <laughs> this one is... 100% clean. 100% clean jokes. Mildly yeah, racist. Oh, Patrick, please God. do Dan Nainan jokes. Do you know about... Y'all know about Dan Nainan? Who? Dan Nainan? The millennial uh, sensation. All right, you shut your fucking mouth, Rob. You didn't read the, <laughs> the story The millennial last... sensation is Scott Rogowski or whatever. <laughs> from, from HQ. From HQ. Dan, Dan uh, Nainan, there was that amazing story about, about this guy uh, last year that was... Maybe early this year was it like a BuzzFeed story or a, wait? Is a, this the guy who like lies about his age? Yes, that guy. Yes, ah, yes, yes. 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 Okay, yeah, I definitely read about that story. Um, someone should go read that story. If you haven't read that story, please go read that story. Uh, it, it's just like about how he lies. He's like fifty-two and he lies about being like the first millennial comedian. Basically, <laughs> it's it's so good. Oh God. Um, he's here's okay. Dad's brilliant business plan. <clears throat> Scene, a conversation with my friend's father. Who Wait, is this you? Do. So you're up on stage. I need to get my picture. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, is, hey. this is just right. a rehearsal. Uh, rehearsal. Uh, up next, everybody. That was really great. Thanks, Sal. Shout outs to Sarah there. They're great material. Uh, next up on the stage, we're bringing out the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the woke gamer. Asmer eating. All right, everyone. Thanks for the I'm just, I got one joke. You know, that's all I got, but I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. So let me set the scene. It's a conversation. Nice hair! My... Woohoo! Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Dad! Uh, it's a conversation with my friend's father, he, and he knows I do web design. So just like keep that in mind. Like, mm, put that in your head. <laughs> this is a good setup. Here's the father. I have a business idea. How hard is it to make a Facebook? And I tell him, oh, it's very easy. And then he comes to me and he says... He doesn't mean to make a... Oh, no, this is my friend. Sorry, I screwed up this joke already. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Boom. Hey, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
So the you my friend suck. says it says <laughs> he doesn't mean to make a Facebook profile. He means to remake all of Facebook. And then I says, oh, that's very hard. And then the father says, oh, okay. Oh. But don't thanks everyone. Wait, wait. Uh, donate to my Patreon. What's <laughs> up? Patreon.com slash jokes. <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. Where did that I missed I missed the joke. I think I need that shitty joke explained to me. I need this broken down. So you were fr- oh my god. Okay, so there were th- there were four people involved in this conversation. Yeah. Okay. Wait, there the father? Four? There's me. There's the friend. No, I guess three. Three. The, the okay. father. And then me, and then the, the friend. father, so, the son, and the Holy Ghost. Holy joke, and the Holy joke. Okay, yeah. the Holy joke. Spelled holy with a G. Line. Spelled with a G H. Yeah. The Holy joke. <laughs> the Holy joke. The father, he's got a business idea. He's like, how hard is it to make a Facebook? Uh-huh. And then me, a web designer. Ah. It's very easy. I see. And then the friend points out, hey, you guys aren't really communicating. He says he doesn't mean to make a Facebook right. profile. Uh-huh. He means to remake all of Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then me, mm-hmm. a web designer, says. Oh, that's very hard. And then right? the, the father goes, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Classic punchline. Oh. oh, okay. It's like you know, yes, and that's like an introduction to improv. But at a higher level, you learn that sometimes you don't have to go yes and. Sometimes you can go, "Oh, okay." Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. In this scene, you're a duck and a lawyer, and then your response can be like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> the end. End scene. That's the, that's the best it's gonna get. Just imagine Remember, a duck who's a lawyer. That joke is funnier than anything that I've experienced in the South Park game that I've played for some, somehow for eight hours. <laughs> oh, can we talk oh, about no. that? Is that yes, a thing we can please. talk about a little bit before it, we finish? It's, 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 it's aggressively unfunny. And oh, this is someone man. that, um, uh, I mean, like, let's, you can't separate South Park and politics and, and how they say things, but the, the South Park, the stick of truth, like, was uh, at its best, like, a genuinely, like, funny send up of, like, RPG tropes. Like, it was clearly yeah. made from, like, uh, a place of like they really love video games and they put South Park into it and there was the novelty in the same way there's a novelty when any like animated show becomes either a video game or like a movie there's like a novelty to like the Simpsons movie or the South Park movie like you you don't do it again because the novelty wears out and this second South Park game like other than South Park feeling out of step in this political moment like even if you strip that away like it's a bad video game it's it's not funny like the jokes it's just i'm just i'm shocked at like how subpar it feels uh it's it's like it's just it's bad all over and like the mm-hmm. like, i'm trying not to have like a judging the people that have written reviews of this or like i was laughing the whole time like i don't <laughs> know what you were laughing at like i i genuinely cannot figure out right. like like this doesn't feel like a like oh different senses of humor i'm just like did you think it was funny to like have one of the primary mini games to like generate experience points in this game be like a shitty rotate the analog sticks to shit in the toilet like 15, 20 mm. different times. Like that's one of like the central mini games in this. Like the mm. <sighs> Which doesn't mean that you don't think that shit is funny. You like No fart fart jokes can fart be fart jokes I can be very laugh funny. At a fart joke. I laugh when my kid farts. So like farts still make me laugh. Right. This game is just it's I, I'm I'm actually I'm just I'm genuinely shocked at how bad I it actually is. And it's not like the RPG stuff is not fun to play. It's right. it's like they they and tried you, to go with they try with something they the, I think what the pitch was for this one was uh like the art the RPG part of the stick of truth was pretty light, but it had like some pretty decent jokes about like video games and RPGs in a right. South Park context. Right. 
Um, they they executed that part really well, and, and like I said, it, it came because it came from a place of Obsidian, who gets RPGs, and South Park guys, who like clearly played a lot of video games. Like there was a genuine like earnest nature to it that outside of like the shittier parts of South Park's humor, like the, like that worked really well in a surprising way. And this one, they. The humor's not that funny, but they've way played up the video game part of it, mm. and like there's a there's like a huge crafting system that doesn't work at all. Is and poop also involved there? Is there also shit and farts? You, well, oh, so the shit the God. shits that like you get rated on your shits on a on a on a scale of how well you do the mini game, and like the higher uh you the better you do, the higher like shit I've that never comes out been more that upset can use mm. in the crafting. Mm. System. I've never been more upset that I'm not I don't have a camera to look into to look. <laughs> perplexed and like are y'all hearing this shit for right now like oh okay and it's like the set like you know the setup is like oh well this one we're not sending off you know like sending up uh a game me- mechanics it's like oh it's superheroes and like the marvel like and there's like there's a world where like yeah there's probably a lot of jokes to be mined out of like bullshit comic movies and franchises and stuff like uh-huh. and that's like essentially the setup for this this story is oh like the south park kids and the different you know, citizens have sort of like different superhero franchises and it's just, it's bad. It's, it's, it's aggressively bad in a way that I'm um, shocked by. And the game part about it, it's clear that it's not made by Obsidian because Obsidian knows how to make RPGs. And it seems like they found a way to like take like the South Park guys and like mash that into an RPG in a way that worked to some degree. And, it's not that this isn't like made with a lot of you know, you know a lot of effort gets put into bad games and mm-hmm. uh, you this, even this wrote a story about it. You even yeah. wrote that that one story about the reasons why you should play bad games or whatever. And, and I, you know what, you probably shouldn't pay sixty bucks for this, but this is an instructive video game. I think in a lot of ways for the reasons it doesn't work, especially if you played the first one and the reasons that did work. So I, yeah, I'm probably gonna put a little more time into it because I do want to write a piece that is sort of uh, picking up on, like, when we last had a conversation about South Park and the way it handles uh, race in this game um, and the, the, the send-ups they try to have. And they try to do more of that. But, like, just kind of working through as someone that did enjoy South Park and what that meant and then what it's like to play a South Park game in 2017 um, that, like, leans far heavier into jokes about, like, trans people and race. But clearly the jokes are meant to come from a place that... Like, like they're meant... They, they are meant to portray that, like, they actually know what they're talking about. Like, they, that it isn't just, like, a complete, like, we're just, like, subtly being racist. Ha-ha. Like, <laughs> right. Like, like, the jokes about, like, trans people and about race are, they, they are clearly coming from a place that, like, yo, like, we know what's up. Like, we're making jokes that, like, are able to, like, cross the, sp- like, you can appreciate this, like, even as someone mm-hmm. that's, like, progressive. Like, they're, they're trying to write progressive jokes. One, they don't have the cultural cash to like to to, 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 to try and, right, right, right. to try and do one of those. But also, it just doesn't work. Yeah, the one and, that I heard yeah. that like felt like it missed the mark was that there's a moment where you can you get to d- determine what your character's gender is yes. uh, during a talk with uh, who is it? Was it's like a school counselor? Yeah, or, yeah. No, it's, is it Mackie something? No, maybe it is. Okay, there's a couple conversations. I, th- I th- yeah, you know, I think you're right. I think it is with uh, Mackie, and like, and like you walk in and yeah. you can like to, to set it up, like you. Uh, at the beginning of the game, you can, you know, choose your gender, but then you have this conversation with Mackie, and then you can confess to, not confess, but, like, you can, like, have a conversation in which, like, you can, at that point, then change your gender to, you know, male, 
uh, or man, woman, or uh, ambiguous. Um, right. You don't have to pick a gender. Um, and you can go back at any point in the game and then change it if you want. And, like, like the way they set that up is, like, them seeming to be trying to portray that, hey, like, we actually recognize that, There are like, some non-binary gender- folks in the world. Yeah, there are like, people there who are agender. Gender fluidity. Right. And, right. like, that's even what that race joke is trying to do with, like, making it, you know, like, oh, like, it's a harder game if you make your character black. Like, you, like I see the place it's coming from. Right. It's just that they shouldn't, if they wanted to try and make a game that started telling jokes like this, it, even if, it, let's say they're, I'll even give them the, I'll give them enough rope to say that maybe they're capable of doing it. I don't know if that's true, but if they wanted to, South Park was not the vehicle to tell it. And so, like, my well, problems the- with a lot of the humor in this game is that this does not feel right coming out of the characters of South Park. And if you wanted to build a world where you wanted to try and tell jokes like this, one South Park has too much uh, baggage, baggage and, like, for yeah. you to try and do that. And and two, uh, it just it just it just does not work in that in that context, and so it just falls flat. It feels misguided, and it even if I try and separate it for that, it's not funny even the way it's coming out. And maybe that's tied up because it's South Park. I don't know. Well, so like the, that confusing. scene in question ended up being a sequence where from for, again, this is I have not played through this the sequence. I haven't even had a chance to look up video, but the one of the writers. And critics who I was reading uh, basically said, like, that scene then turns into a joke about how, like, walking on eggshells Mackie is about gender and how, like, that scene is still a joke. Like, it, yes, it lets you pick non-binary as your gender. It lets you pick, uh, you know, it suggests that gender is fluid, but also is a send-up of, like, PC culture caring too much <laughs> about being careful around pronouns. And it's right. like... I, I haven't played it, so Patrick, you can tell me if that's true or not, or you know, I, I trust the writer who who said this. Yeah, um, that's in, that's in line with I have not watched like episodes of South Park in probably close to ten years um, for, for any length of time, but I, I do know that like a, a recent season, like one of the the season long arcs was about a PC. Yeah, principal, PC principal. I, I watched believe. a bunch yeah. of those episodes because I was curious and like. It does the same exact shit, which is like PC principal always has like some good point, but also isn't it funny how this motherfucker cares about shit and like right. it sucks. I, I wonder if they have even a single non-binary or trans person on their staff too. It's a big team, presumably, right? So who knows? Like I, I always, I'm always careful because it's not that one person or five. It's not the. It's rare that those people can be the ones who right. can stop shitty jokes from getting right. through. Do you know? Yeah, what like I mean? there could be a trans level design that works at Massive where like that's one of the studios right. that also worked mm-hmm. on like when the, lo- when the logo boots up you know it's South Park Digital Studios it's Ubisoft San Francisco who seems to have been like the central developer but then it also is like Ubisoft uh, Massive which you know made The Division and some other mm-hmm. right. uh, studio I think a Spanish studio if I recall correctly and it's like you know there's a Probably a decent shot that there was someone who was trans that worked on this game. Or but it's Matt Stone and Trey Parker running the show. Maybe, yeah, maybe I mean, like, I wonder, like, what their consultation process is with stuff yes, like this, yes, or if yes. they even have one. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, nothing I've seen has talked about that. Like, I've looked at some preview coverage, and they're never like, well, we, you know, we wanted to make sure that we were going to go into these topics, and we wanted to be thoughtful about it, so we wanted to consult with some people. Like, I don't, that's one of the things that I think has been so strange has been seeing that like the notion that doing that is such an ask when I, you know, given the cost of games, bringing on a consultant or speaking with consultants uh, here or there, like can really help a project. Like I, I know from talking to people that like uh, Mafia three did talk to some consultants early on in development or at some point in development that like 
and that those that those consultants push them to change a couple of key things, right? Like, and I, you know, as you know, like during a preview event, I had some issues with with uh, some stuff in Mafia Three that like got through that process, and so like it's not like a consultant means that everything's going to be great, right. but like it is not like that stuff doesn't isn't available for people. Um, but I, you know, I don't know. It's it is a. I'm curious to see how that game shakes out. Still, you know, uh, as as it gets in the hands of people who. I think, like, you, Patrick, grew up as fans um, and maybe drifted away from it and still maybe still have some some feelings of, like, nostalgia towards the, the, the setting and the characters and who think, like, oh, well, maybe it could still be cool. Like, oh, super, superhero parody. Like, that sounds fun. And I think that was my takeaway having, you know, played, you know, six to eight hours of this is, like, I think that that's, like, I revisited this thinking. Like, I was sort of in, I think, like, a lot of people in who played The Stick of Truth were sort of taken by, like, how smart the writing was in terms of, like, its send-ups of, like... It was just fun to play a video game that was smartly making fun of video games because it was right. in the know, and that, that kind of satire and comedy is just not... That's just not something you see very often in video games. And playing, you know, an interactive version of the show, like, had a, a novelty. And so right. um, I think I was able to look past a lot of uh, the other things that I had problems with in South Park because the novelty was, like, enough for, like... the. 10 hours that that game took to, to finish. Yeah, I'm hearing this is also game. long. I'm hearing this is like... It's double. Like, I've heard yeah. it's like, yeah, 20, 20 hours if you're kind of just cruising through it in, you know, 30 or more if you want to do all the, the, the side stuff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's, I came back to this thinking... Because, like, I had listened to not a couple of months back while mowing my lawn and just, like, chewing through some podcasts. I listened to an interview where uh, Bill Simmons, the former Grantland, ESPN, mm-hmm. now The Ringer, uh... uh uh, head and also does a, a fairly popular football podcast had Matt Stone and Trey Parker on and they talked through like the election and Trump and their feelings on Clinton and it was like you came away that going and th- this is where when we had this last conversation I listened to that and thought like these guys could be doing a whole lot more like they're <laughs> clearly like aware like and come across as really smart and like well-read and say the right things on this podcast but then in their humor Right. They don't seem to allow themselves to get past that or maybe incapable of getting, you know, maybe their humor is just that their, their skill set just and having done South Park for that long, just they can't do it. Um, but I think, like you said, like as someone that has like a deep nostalgia for like a certain history of like when I was a South Park fan and what that meant to me. Um, I mean, it was like I said before, it's mostly an act of rebellion is what South Park was for, I think, a lot of kids um, was a place to hear dick and fart and swear jokes um, <laughs> and not necessarily understand the, the implications of all that stuff is like listening to something like that and then seeing this game and being like, fuck, like, it's just disappointing. Like, like, all, like it's bad. And it's, 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 it's uh, like just saying that a, like a joke isn't funny. doesn't excuse if it hurts people. Like I don't need, I don't mean to imply that, but it's also that. And then also being disappointed. It's just like, fuck like, <laughs> the double whammy of disappointment. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I, I would you caution people stick who, with it. Or are caution, you, are you, yeah, I, 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 I am, a, I, mean, I remain curious and I, I, I kind of want it to be my fall. Uh, like this game's bad, but I sort of want to continue studying why right. it's bad. Some of like, us I think that's, are playing <laughs> shadow of war for that, but yeah, you know, yeah exactly. That's, that seems like that's become like, when we did that stream, like I was not going to be shocked. Uh, yeah. Like for me, I don't think I need to play that game because I yeah. think I'll get what I need to know about it from your your takeaways on it. But I think it is. I, I also wasn't going to be surprised if you stuck 
with it because you kind of just needed to know more about what this thing is. Yeah, was. and we'll talk about that in the future. I'm going to try to write some stuff. Uh, Danica and Rob, do either of you have a thing that you're playing that you're like, this is, what am I fucking doing? Why am I doing this? Um, it's not a Destiny 2. Are you still playing? You're still putting I'm hours still, in? I see I'm you in our clan chat. It. I saw you in the weekend. You're like, yeah, I'll I'll grind some with you. Someone was like, hey, we're almost to the max on our clan on our clan uh, XP. Can can someone go in? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'll do it reluctantly, I'll but me up. I'll go. Me get, get, I'll get in the robot. Fine. It's not fun anymore. Is it like just, what, what light le- or power level are you? Um, I'm like 294. I'd be 305 okay. if I was doing everything in the milestones to like get mm-hmm. all of the gear. But I'm just uh, I'm over it at this point. I've done everything that <clears throat> everything that there is to do. I don't want to do the raid again. Um, the nightfalls have been 90 percent really really hard and there yeah. was that one like really fun one um i didn't do i fucked up i fucked up i fucked up you fucked up yeah i just made two new characters and i'm they're considering... cool looking they look cool as hell yeah they look cool Twitter. but do i want to do i want to start from scratch not not really i might yeah. get it for pc and then That's play with I'm a whole do. new group of people and then i'm gonna make a warlock on pc and maybe you know maybe join the rad poplio pals uh friends at the table pc clan um, nice. Play with some some friends at the table, folks. That might be what I do. Um, nice, man. I it's so weird because I really thought I really think Destiny Two is better than Destiny One in a billion ways, but also feel like it's it's not a, it's not worth my time to play anymore. And like, yeah, that's I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm anyway. I'm also like eighty hours in, so I think right. I've put you enough your, time yes. into it. Yes. But um, by the standards of a game like Destiny, eighty hours isn't that much. That's the, mm. like you know what I mean, like. And and I'm like I'm I'm what I think that game is sort of like making as its pitch is like man the fun never stops here in Destiny mm, right you just right. run that content again and you always you'll you'll keep getting new stuff out of it but I think once I realized that like oh all that really mattered were the powerful Ingrams mm-hmm. like yes. all the other loot I get is yeah. just going to be like the same it's going to be different versions of like the same light level stuff right. and they have like special perks and you know that stuff's cool but after a point it's like I'm not getting any stronger the nightfalls are still going to be nightmare this nightmarishly hard right. um and the only thing that's going to like get me through that is getting these powerful Ingrams via this weekly checklist and that transition mentally to okay well now i gotta do this every week <laughs> the moment i realized that i was like or what if i didn't <laughs> like well, what, what if i didn't make destiny my part-time job and besides i do have the pc version that's literally <laughs> i'm gonna have to here's a perk that. here's a perk of getting the ingrams that aren't powerful ingrams you get to dismantle your stuff and you get to go and talk to banshee who's hot and then he he gives you an ingram that isn't that powerful and then you get to do the same thing so like i'm down you know <laughs> great hey banshee what's up hey. <laughs> you run a lousy store hey banshee Fantastic. you up <laughs> what you doing uh so in terms of things that uh what have i gotten myself into yeah um i started playing nhl 18 oh that just dropped mm-hmm. right uh, yeah, a little while ago. Yeah. And I haven't been, I haven't gotten into an NHL game since, like, I think NHL 11, NHL 10. Uh, it was right after the Hawks won, I think, their first uh, championship. Mm. Uh, you know, they've won three uh, in, in the last this, uh, seven seasons or is, so. Is Rob um, bragging? Is that what's happening right now? Uh, you know, I mean, I, look, some people call it a dynasty. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, you can call it what you want. 
Um, but you did a lot of anyway. work for him, I know. You definitely, you were really out there on the ice, really giving it your all. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think uh, Coach Q, uh, you know, Joe Q, uh, you know, said that I was, I was probably the, uh, the MVP of his fifth line. <laughs> okay, uh, so, okay. Uh, <laughs> the 32nd you know, man, bit. Rob Zachney. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've been playing NHL 18, and I, I'm like, this time, I'm doing it right. Like I'm not gonna become, uh, I'm not doing. I'm not doing what I did in the previous editions, where like I learned a few things and just tried to abuse mechanics and like gaps in the AI to try to like make those shitty things work. Now I am gonna play this game and I'm going to master right. the skill stick. Right. Good. And are you familiar How's, with the uh, skill stick? Is it like thing? the truck stick? What's the truck? No, stick? What you is know, that? You don't know the truck stick? What? Patrick, do you remember the truck stick? No? Uh, no. I'm like gripping my armrests on this chair. Like, what's, back in the what's, day, where are we going? Back in the day, Madden, uh-huh. it used to be a trick stick, and then they started calling it the truck stick. Those are the what? hip stick. The right thumb stick. Or the, the right, oh, what do you use? You'd, you'd, yeah. you'd, you'd, you'd like juke, juke and use or that truck. You didn't see it, but I did like a truck animation. <laughs> Anima- also, I'm a, vir- I'm a virtual animation. character. What is a, tr- yeah. what is a an truck animation? animation? A truck. I like, you bring your arms together and you like do biceps and your fists touch and you're oh, I'm trucked. Oh, <laughs> I'm trucking right now. Okay. Um, you just juke left or right or like lower the shoulder and truck forward. They called it the truck stick. There were a bunch of ads around it about how like this year's Madden has the truck stick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did that stick? Is that still around? I just did a search for Truck Stick like Madden, and I, there's trucking? a very good image that I think if we just if we were the sort of podcast to just steal images from the internet and use them as our podcast image, this one of Madden that just says in like a bad font "Get trucked Ooh. up" is maybe a high <laughs> contender. There's That's also this other really good one that just uh, it says game number three Madden 25 devastating truck, <laughs> which is. <laughs> One of my many oh aliases, my aka devastating uh, truck. Um, yeah, is it that basically? Is it like? A, is it uh, more I, nuanced? I juke? And this is this okay. is where things get this is where things get bad or or good, I suppose. If you if if you have stuck with the NHL series and like followed its evolution and evolves alongside it and grown your appreciation and understanding of video game hockey, I can see the skill stick as it currently exists being a true delight. Uh, but but you're the, not that. I'm not that. I'm coming into this like five years like out of practice, and I was never very good in the first place. Uh-huh. And the skill stick seems to have evolved a bit. So the idea is, your left stick is directional movement controls and all this, but your right stick is what you're trying to express with your hockey stick. I like that you said um, express like a, like an artist's artist's <laughs> brush. Well, and that's the thing. It is like Ooh. that. Like when you're moving the right stick back and forth, for instance, you are uh, you, you're what's doing called uh, you're you're deking, uh, which is to say you're cutting the uh, the stick back and forth uh, so that you're sort of still carrying the puck, but you're moving the stick from side to side on it. So like the angle of your stick and where you're holding it relative to your body keeps changing. Right. Your motion doesn't change, the puck's direction doesn't change, but like just the target you present on the ice uh, starts to change. So like, oh, I want my stick on the left side of this puck, not the right side. Right, exactly. And where that starts to matter is if you get really good with the system, there's a whole lot of ways to like 
fake defenders out around oh. that or like cut the puck past somebody who's directly in your way just by knowing how to like manipulate your stick like play it between their like skates or something and then pick it up on the other side you can do that highlight level stuff uh in this in this game with this system if you understand how it works do you but understand how it works i spent a good portion of my weekend playing the tutorials and then replaying them in front of people <laughs> Who were like, no, you need to do the toe drag. No, like, do no, not like that. You need to move the stick to the left and then and then arc it. You arc it under, and that's how you that and and I couldn't. I just I couldn't do it. Like passes are ending. Wait, were you anywhere. playing? Were you playing in front of pros who understand how to arc the stick? No, of course not. Oh, okay. But they were just being. They were, they were just, just watching me. They were they were watching me fail to execute uh, what my nice Canadian hockey coach was trying to instruct, uh, tell me to do, because uh, there are, like, coaching segments in this tutorial uh, where a really enthusiastic Canadian guy is like, I can't wait to share with you our love of hockey. And <laughs> He's, like, very polite Canadian? Yeah, very much so. And, and they always, like, hockey continue, like, they just keep drawing out that ah, so it's like, hockey. Hockey. Uh, yeah, it's, it's real good. Um but anyway, so I spent the weekend trying to learn how to play this game and then trying to put it into practice on the ice. And the game does have, like, a lot of good tools for telling you, like, okay, so you're not, you know, your, your, your work on defense is really good, but you're not really trying creative passes or your shot selection is really poor. You should try to improve that. And so the game does provide a ton of contextual clues for, like, when, like, when it would be a good time to try a special move. But it very much feels like being thrown into like Marvel versus Capcom three <laughs> um, by complete strangers. Right. Right. And being told like, no, figure it out. You'll trust me. You'll feel like Iron Man by the time this is over, but I don't, who do you I don't feel, feel that way? Who at do all. you, which, which Marvel character do you feel like? Um, gosh, I don't think I do feel like a Marvel character. I feel like a shitty Capcom character. Oh no! Uh, if, if I, it, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty beautiful. Uh, if, you know, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Wow! with beautiful Joe? <sighs> no, man. Look, I'm sure. I, I'm sure there's lots of people who love beautiful Joe. Oh uh, my god! And you're, and you're gonna hear from I, you're gonna hear from each of them on Twitter today. Those are really great. Good Someone mentioned what did beautiful blow up with Joe do to fucking deserve oh this shade. <laughs> Oh, I think you could have. There's a whole roster of shitty Capcom characters. Like that's the one you plucked from. I don't. I don't want to derail this more than it's being derailed. But just a heads up that there's an HQ round starting in five minutes. All right, so. we got to get on this. Uh, we should end this. This uh, there's one time to get trucked up. Yeah, I've got to get trucked up. There's one email <laughs> I need to read. This one comes in from Bill, who uh, had a had a correction for us from our immersive sim conversation on Friday. Uh, Bill says, "This is um, there's one and only." Iron, there's a one and only ironclad definition of immersive sims, and that is, does the game have bathrooms? Uh, and that's, yeah, good point. Uh, uh, he says, great show. Can't wait to see what other stuff you tackle on this new format. We, we are not on that new format, but we sure tackled a lot with the truck stick today on our episode of Waypoint Radio. Uh, as always, shout-outs to Bowen for letting us use this track. Miss you up the EP panel machine. Find out more about that over at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash waypoint. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash waypointvice, and over on waypoint.vice.com. You can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Danica? You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Danica Harrod. Patrick Klepek. You can find me at biggest beautiful Joe fan number one. (laughs) 
uh, and Rob Zachney. You can find me uh, in the Wyatt timeline. Are you happy now? <laughs> oh, you started the Wyatt I, timeline. I restarted and saved Wyatt. How is it go? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about no, it. We'll yeah, talk hold about that, it. Hold that. Hold that. Hold uh, that. Uh, also, if anyone has like fun, needs like a little way to have fun, just go on Google Image Search and type in Madden YouTube and just find all the great thumbnails that I've been sharing uh, in our in our group Discord. It's a good way to spend some time. Uh, also, shout outs to either Sophie or Rob who are going to be editing this podcast. Shout outs to oh them. Oh my god, I'm not, I didn't even know you were pasting me. <laughs> There's a really good image of just Odell Beckham Jr. firing lightning out of his fist. Good. It's really good. I feel like the girlfriend wins online match one is problematic. It's but very I can't bad. put my finger on why. I can't either. She has her hands up like I don't know how I did it. And then there's a dude who is like four question marks around his head. He's oh, very no. confused. Also, well, at, least, at least in that at least in that thumbnail, the Bears won. The Bears so, won twenty you know, nothing against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, I'll take mm-hmm. it. Um, all right, that's that's gonna do it for us today. Uh, tune in on Friday for another topic-driven show. Um, I think we're gonna have a guest, so that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, until then, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, I guess I guess I don't know if I should say Danielle's thing or not now because someone was like, "Don't say it; it's her thing." But I think she said I should say it, so just say uh, it. All right, uh, be good and be good at it. Bye. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.